Compass Media Networks. This is America's First News. This morning with your host, Gordon Deal. A code of conduct. Good morning, I'm Gordon Deal, along with Jennifer Koshenka on this Tuesday, November 14th. Glad you could be with us. Here's what we have for you this hour. The Supreme Court has adopted a code of ethics. After months of scrutiny and criticism, it does not include any penalties for violations. The House will vote today on a spending proposal that would avoid a government shutdown. Here why some lawmakers are opposed. The FDIC is investigating a scathing new report that says its toxic culture includes strip clubs and men sending lewd photos to female colleagues. And money moves to make by the end of the year, like maximizing your 401k contract. Contributions. So if you want to get there, if you're in a position to max out and you're not quite sure if you have you know, done that or not, go back in, check it out. If you're short of your goal, you can raise your 401k contribution rate. So this is not something that you can do on December 29th. You know, for example, you got to do it now because it'll take a little bit to take effect. And then that'll, you know, if you want to boost your rate, now's the time. Elizabeth O'Brien at Barron's on how to fine tune your finances before the new year arrives. The Supreme Court has announced that it will honor a code of conduct for the first time in its 234-year history, following reports of undisclosed trips on private jets, posh vacations, and other favors that sparked criticism. More from this morning's Mike Gavin. The document says justices can seek guidance from colleagues, judicial decisions, lower court judges, and the Supreme Court's in-house legal counsel. But perhaps most notably, there's no penalty for violation of ethical standards. Reports by ProPublica and others this year detailed things like previously undisclosed vacations that wealthy benefactors have provided Justice Clarence Thomas and instances in which members of Justice Sonia Sotomayor's staff urged colleagues and libraries hosting book events to buy hundreds of copies of her work. Gordon. Thank you, Mike. The code contains sections codifying that justices should not let outside relationships influence their official conduct or judgment, spelling out restrictions on their participation in fundraising and reiterating limits on the accepting of gifts. The proposal from House Speaker Mike Johnson to avoid a government shutdown this weekend will be considered by the lower chamber today. The stopgap measure to temporarily fund the government, known as a continuing resolution, will be put on the House floor under a procedure known as suspension of the rules. This enables it to bypass the House Rules Committee where Republicans had signaled they would not advance it. It's a no for Republican Chip Roy of Texas. I'm not asking to get everything I want. I'm actually to get like one thing I want. One. And let's start with that. And if I can get one thing I want, maybe I can believe we can do something to secure the border of the United States and help the people in Texas who are dying for us to do something for them. Meanwhile, the bill has tentative support from top Senate Democrat Chuck Schumer, even as some of Mr. Johnson's hardline Republican colleagues in the House pushed back against it. Mr. Schumer likes it because it has no spending cuts and would extend food assistance for poor families through next September. Overseas, Israeli forces continued bombarding southern Gaza today after tanks advanced to the gates of its biggest hospital in the north, where health officials there say dozens of patients, including babies, have died due to a lack of power and the heavy fighting. Reuters says the military has positioned tanks outside Al-Shifa Hospital, Gaza's city's main medical center, which Israel says sits on top of tunnels housing a headquarters for Hamas fighters who are using patients as shields. Hamas denies it. The Israeli military said it was coordinating the transfer of incubators into Gaza in a possible measure to enable the evacuation of newborn babies from the hospital. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. 
The Israeli government has also told us that they are prepared to provide fuel to hospitals to ensure that they can continue to operate. Meanwhile, Israel's military yesterday released video and photos of what it said were weapons the group stored in the basement of Rantisi Hospital, a pediatric hospital specializing in cancer treatment. Hamas denies that as well. Dell's Black Friday event is their biggest sale of the year. Shop limited time deals on laptops like the stylish, innovative XPS 13, engineered to do it all on the Intel Evo platform. Plus, save big on ultra-sharp monitors and top brand accessories. Shop now at dell.com slash deals to take advantage of huge savings and free shipping. Again, that's dell.com slash deals. Thanks for joining us. Welcome into Tuesday. The looming government shutdown set to begin Saturday presents the first major test of Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell's ability to work with new House Speaker Mike Johnson. Insight from Alex Bolton, senior staff writer at The Hill. Alex, what do we have? Well, the government funding runs out on November 17th, and now the question is whether uh, new Speaker Johnson can muster the votes he needs to pass a a continuing resolution punting all major funding decisions until January and February of next year. Um, Mitch McConnell is not happy with uh, the new speaker's spending strategy. The question is whether he's going to try to roll him and pass something more to his liking, and that's the big drama for this week. All right, so you referenced the relationship here. Do we have a feel for what it's like at this point so far? Well, it's just starting. So uh, when Speaker Johnson was elected, uh, I think it was October 25th, uh, Mitch McConnell had never met him before, didn't even know who he was, and, and wasn't even sure whether Johnson had the votes or not to be speaker. So now, all of a sudden, the, the two of them are in the uh, co-driver's seat, and so so they have very different ways of doing things. Uh, Johnson really has to worry about the uh, eight or so conservative rebels in his conference who could fire him if they, if he does any move that they don't like, whereas McConnell's job is quite assured. And uh, the question, though, is whether McConnell is going to throw his weight around to get that Ukraine funding done before the end of the year. Right. Okay. So uh, the issue here, first and foremost, I guess, for Mr. Johnson, we'll make sure to that the Republican conference is behind this proposal he's floated? Yeah, well, I mean, the question is how many Democratic votes he's going to get for this proposal. I mean, he can only afford five defections. Um, Dean Phillips, who's going to challenge a, a President Biden in the Democratic primary, uh, kind of a quixotic bid, he says he's going to vote for the Republican uh, re- resolution, which would essentially fund government through January and February of next year question is, will any other Democrats follow? Mm. Uh, Phillips wants to you know, position himself in, in contrast to the White House. The White House has come out strongly against this CR. So the question is, how many Democrats stick with Biden? I think the, the expectation is the over, overwhelming majority will. So right now, uh, Speaker Mike Johnson has one Democratic vote in his column. Um, but if he doesn't get others, it may, he may have a tough time passing this stopgap funding measure because already a few conservatives are complaining about it um, because it does not include the steep spending cuts that they want. Right. We're speaking with Alexander Bolton, senior staff writer at The Hill. His piece is called Looming Shutdown Serves as First Major Test for McConnell-Johnson Relationship. What about the laddered approach here, Alex, that you wrote about? How does that work? Well, it's a two-step approach, and so he, the speaker, first wants to get a, 
basically wants to bifurcate or split up the omnibus or the, the 12 annual appropriations bills. Usually when you do a stopgap funding measure, you fund everything at once or all parts of government that don't have the annual spending bill enacted yet. So what Johnson wants to do is split them up. Uh, a group would expire on uh, January 19th, the rest on February 2nd. And so the proposal uh, for that would expire on January 19th, I think would be military construction, veterans, um, transportation, housing and urban development, um, and, and a few others, more of the non-controversial bills. I think the key decision that Johnson made, though, is that he's not going to separate the Department of Defense from uh, some of the other social spending programs, non-defense social spending programs. And that's what the Democrats were worried, really worried about, is that uh, if Johnson were to split defense off from the kind of their top priority items, like the departments of labor, health and human services, et cetera, that that would be a real non-starter. But because he's keeping defense with the social programs the Democrats like, they may go along with this laddered approach or this two-step approach. But we'll see what happens. Um, the White House, as I said, have, has come out very strongly against it. All right. Thanks, Alex. Alex Bolton, senior staff writer at The Hill. 20 minutes after the hour on This Morning, here's Jennifer Koshenka. And now, the three big things you need to know. Number one. The Supreme Court has issued its first ever code of conduct following reports of undisclosed trips and other favors that spark criticism and put pressure on the justices to adopt a set of ethical rules. The 15-page document says justices can seek guidance from colleagues, judicial decisions, lower court judges, the Supreme Court's in-house legal counsel, and from scholars, scholarly treatises, and articles. It creates no single ethics office or advisor and doesn't provide penalties for violation of ethical standards. Senator Dick Durbin, chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee, says the code appears to fall short of what is needed. Number two. The House is set to vote today on a plan. Newly elected Speaker Mike Johnson has pitched to avert a looming government shutdown, but enough of his Republican hardliners say they'll oppose the funding measures that he'll have to rely on Democratic votes to pass it. Six Republicans say they won't vote for it, including Chip Roy of Texas. It continues to perpetuate the very system my, my constituents sent me here to oppose. They don't want me to continue spending money we don't have. With a slim GOP majority, Johnson can afford to lose only a handful of Republican votes if all members are present. Democratic leaders are not taking an official position just yet on Johnson's government funding plan, saying they are carefully evaluating it. Number three. A fire that shut down part of Interstate 10, a major artery in the Los Angeles freeway system, was likely arson. California Governor Gavin Newsom says it isn't clear yet who was responsible for the fire, and he urged the public to come forward with any information. They made a determination, a preliminary determination. Uh, there was malice intent. The shutdown threatens to worsen traffic in a city already famous for clogged roads. The damage section, which connects with downtown Los Angeles, will remain closed in both directions until further notice. How would you like a job as Chief of Cheer? CableTV.com is looking to hire someone who will watch 25 holiday movies in 25 days for $2,500 and a one-year membership to a handful of streaming services. As Chief of Cheer, your job will be to rank each movie across three categories, nostalgia, heartwarming storytelling, and holiday cheer. Do they include Hallmark movies? I would guess that, so. Uh, yeah. Even Kelly said she's not ready yet for the Hallmark oh, movies. Really? too early in the season. Okay. Did you know traditional bed sheets harbor as much bacteria as a toilet seat? 
The germs in your sheets can cause acne, allergies, stuffy noses, and other gross ailments. Fears, though, that you can put to bed with Miracle Made bed sheets. Miracle Made uses silver infused fabrics inspired by NASA that are thermal regulating to keep you at a perfect temperature all night. Miracle Made is self cleaning, self cooling, luxurious, eco friendly bedding designed to protect your skin for more restorative rest. My wife and I love them. Now, my listeners can have a clean night's sleep while saving over 40% and sleep cool all summer and warm all winter. The website, trymiracle.com slash Gordon. Claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% at checkout. Miracle-made products are backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, the website, trymiracle.com slash Gordon. trymiracle.com slash Gordon to save big. You can sleep cool, comfy, and clean. Miracle-made bedding, NASA-inspired for out-of-this-world comfort. Sleep clean with Miracle. Glad you're with us. As the holidays approach, money tasks may take a backseat to more festive pursuits, but the end of the year offers an important opportunity to maximize your employee benefits and fine-tune your finances. Elizabeth O'Brien, personal finance reporter at Barron's, has some items for your year-end financial checklist. Elizabeth, help us out. Yeah, don't take your eye off the fi- your finances just yet because there are a couple of steps you can take to make sure that you are, you know, taking full advantage of your company benefits by the end of the year. All right, so one of the things you go through is adjusting your 401k. What do you recommend here? Yeah, so this is especially for people who want to max out their contribution for the year. The maximum is uh, 22500 for people under 50. People 50 and over can put in a max of $30,000 for 2023. So if you want to get there, if you're in a position to max out and you're not quite sure if you have, you know, done that or not, go back in, check it out. If you're short of your goal, you can raise your 401k contribution rate and that will, um, but that doesn't take effect overnight. So this is not something that you can do on December 29th. You know, for example, you got to do it now because it'll take a little bit, a couple pay periods to take effect. And then that'll, you know, if you want to boost your rate, now's the time. Yeah, makes sense. Lowers your tax bill a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, number two on your list was uh, checking your withholdings. Explain. Yeah, this is another calendar year-end thing to do. Uh, you know, most people get a tax refund. You know, that's your money coming back to you because you overpaid throughout the year. About 70% of people get refunds, the IRS says. But some people don't pay, have enough taxes withheld, and then they get a, a bill at tax time you're going to have to pay. So that's another thing that you can go back and do and make sure that you are having the amount, proper amount withheld. The way you can do that is the IRS has an online tax withholding estimator. You can Google that, put in all your information, and then you can go to, if you find out, oh gosh, I'm not having enough taken out, you can go to your HR and ask them to adjust that in your paycheck. Okay. We're speaking with Elizabeth O'Brien, personal finance reporter at Barron's. Her story is called Make These Moves to Max Out Your Benefits by the End of the Year. The third one here is uh, spending down your FSA. Explain. Yeah, so your FSA is your flexible spending account. That's something you might have signed up for at open enrollment time to put pre-tax dollars toward medical expenses throughout the year. And this money is use it or lose it. So you really have to finish it up. If not by the end of the year, some plans offer a little bit, allow you to roll over a small portion of the money into the following year. That's something to check on, but it's best if possible to just use it up by the end of the year. Tons of stuff is eligible. Contact solutions, uh, you know, sunscreen, acne care, you know, there's plenty of stuff that you can use to, you know, spend down your money and not forfeit anything. 
Is that that's that's a use it or lose it, right? And then you could roll it over, maybe depending on your plan. Exactly, depending on the plan. I think the maximum allowed to roll over for this year is six hundred and change. I think it's six hundred ten dollars only if the plan allows it. So if you your plan does allow it, you have until maybe next March to use up that additional six hundred. But it so. If you truly can't use up the whole amount, check and see if your plan allows a rollover. Now is a great time to you know think about your goals for next year. It's and a lot of companies are in the middle of open enrollment now. Um, it's open enrollment, but one thing to keep in mind is that the 401k contribution rate is not part of open enrollment. So you can do that at any time throughout the year if you find that you want to you know increase your contribution rate, which is a great thing to do at the start of the year. You can do that, or once you get a raise mid year, you know you can do that at any time. Thanks, Elizabeth. Elizabeth O'Brien, personal finance reporter at Barrons. Exclusive stories and unique perspectives. You're listening to America's First News this morning with Gordon Deal. Thanks for being with us. Welcome into Tuesday, November 14. Gordon Deal with Jennifer Koshenka. Some of our top stories and headlines. Supreme Court passes a code of conduct. The House is scheduled to vote on a bill to keep the government operating past this Friday. Israeli forces reach Gaza's largest hospital where they say Hamas is hiding its terrorist operations. The Wall Street Journal says fresh from agreeing to a new union contract, Stellantis is preparing to offer buyouts to about half its white-collar employees. Broncos over the Bills in Monday Night Football, and the town in Sweden encouraging its residents to say hi to each other. That story in about 20 minutes. This portion of the program is brought to you by Dell. Black Friday is Dell's biggest sale of the year. Save on laptops like the XPS 13, engineered to do it all on the Intel Evo platform and more. Shop now at dell.com deals. Thanksgiving shoppers are looking for deals as inflation continues to take a bite out of their Thanksgiving plans. Can businesses afford that? Here's Carl Gould, president of Seven Stage Advisors in New Jersey. Carl, give us an update on the inflation environment. Well, the inflation environment is still, I mean, there's still concerns out there, but the it has come down, meaning it has, it has eased a little bit. Um, we see interest rates are down. Uh, prices, consumer price index, the CPI is down a little bit. So that's some good news, some relief for the holiday season. Okay. Um, but if you're heading into this critical sales period for your business, what do you need to be thinking about? Yeah. Um, well, look, if you're right now, uh, the challenge we have, there's a whole disruption in the retail market. Do we go e-com? Do we, you know, do we buy on Amazon? Do we do Black Friday? And you can see the retail industry is really, um, competing very, very hard for foot traffic. And so if you're a retail company, for example, during the holiday season, it's not as much about your pricing. I mean, that, that plays a role in it for sure. But right now it's about foot traffic. And so Black Friday is not just Black Friday anymore. You can go on Black Friday on Tuesday, on Thursday. You can go, you know, Thanksgiving. You can go Thanksgiving evening to a Black Friday special. And Black Friday uh, online specials for some companies started on October 30th. So yeah. Your um, and um, you know, so it's really been a challenging time um, for companies to really get that foot traffic. All right, so explain the importance too of of this time of year. Well, you'll you know, UPS will will um, ship approximately forty percent of its packages for the whole year during the holiday season, as an example. And so if you could, if you think about that for a moment, uh, so if they're shipping that many of packages, that means up to 40% of the revenue for these companies is happening during this time as well. 
So if you're if you're in if you're in that holiday retail, um, uh, you know, part of the part of the sector, there's your entire year is riding on this time. You know, I, I live in the near the Jersey Shore. Okay, seasonal companies from uh, uh, Memorial Day to Labor Day, they have to make all their money in 12 to 16 weeks. They get a little bit of what they call local summer and local spring, where yeah. it's extended a little bit. For, but for the most part, they have to make all their hay during that time. And so, so you're, you know, you're, they can't afford to have a bad season. Hmm. Can't afford it. We're speaking with Carl Gould, president of Seven Stage Advisors in New Jersey. We're talking about inflation on the Thanksgiving menu. Um, what about appealing to young shoppers who tend to just see something online, maybe on a TikTok or Instagram, and, and purchase it that way? If you're a traditional retail business, how are you competing? Well, here's here's the here's the good news. If you're a retailer, if um, if you're a retailer, that means you're a local influencer. You have followers. You have a Facebook page or TikTok or Instagram page. The engagement for what they call a micro influencer, somebody with less than a thousand followers, is three times the amount of a larger business. And so the um, uh, so in other words. Your followers are engaged with you. It's an intimate uh, relationship that you can really rely on. And so if you put out a special right now, they're going to see it. They're going to hear about it. They're going to respond. They might not all buy, but you have three times the amount of chance that your followers will engage with your social media activity. So I would be very, very active right now. I would be sharing all of my hours if you have special hours. So for example, you might decide to have a personal shopping day or a, an exclusive shopping hour that is off peak. And you can announce that on social media. And you can say, anyone who comes an hour before the store opens, we're going to open an hour early. Here are the following things that are on sale. It's only going out to my social media following. Right. See what I mean? Yeah. So you can, there's, there's a number of things that you can do as a micro-influencer, as a local business, that the big boys just simply can't do. Um. Explain, I guess, to this, especially in this period of inflation, as you referenced in some notes here, this delicate balance between making a profit yet making sure your customers don't go somewhere else. Well, he, this is the challenge. I mean, you know, the, we, we often say that people have a short intention span or they're not loyal. I don't believe that. I believe that today's consumer is so educated and so sharp. They know what they're doing. And they can sniff out a fake deal in, you know, somebody who's not being authentic and, and they punish that, uh, that company by not voting with their dollars, by not buying from them. Thanks, Carl. Carl Gould, president of Seven Stage Advisors in New Jersey. Today's mic drop is brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Hey, thanks for joining us and welcome into Tuesday. It is time now for the mic drop with this morning's Mike Gavin. Good morning. Well, you never know what you're going to find when you're scanning through Google Street View. Most of the time, it's just the front of a house or business you're trying to locate. But every once in a while, those Google cameras spot something that make people skin crawl. For example, social media detectives were recently left baffled over an eerie street view image that appeared to depict a nearly naked, floppy-armed creature in Utah. 
The New York Post says the image showed the critter with elongated limbs seemingly sprinting across a field like an alien streaker near the Bears Ears Visitor Center in the town of Buff. Commenters on TikTok called it scary and insane and creepy, but it turns out the nude figure's identity was a bit of a letdown. Turns out it was uh, actually just a bizarro statue that serves as a type of scarecrow used to fend off animals and unwanted visitors, one of many such wacky visit- figures in the town of Buff. Mm. So it's just a weird-looking scarecrow. I guess it is weird looking. I guess scarecrows don't have to look like, you know, scarecrows. I guess they could look like anything that'll, <laughs> yeah. you know, keep the birds away. Yeah. Right. Some sort of moving or seemingly moving figure. Uh, yes. Yeah, something like that. I mean, if it looks like it's moving towards you, maybe it's even more scary yeah. if, if you're a bird, right? We don't yeah. we know birds don't like it when you run towards them. Right. Does that make sense? I'm, I'm just looking at a, a map of, of Buff, Utah. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, which is, it's, it's northeast of Mexican Hat, Utah. Okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, and just uh, looks like just just west of Montezuma Creek. Uh, I don't know why Google Street View would be there, <laughs> right? Because it appears to be about 400 miles from anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those way uh, south southeast Utah. It's, yeah, there's I mean, nothing going on there. I mean, that's, that's kind of the whole point, though, right? But like with the Google cameras, yeah. like you want cameras to be someplace where you are not. Yeah, right. So if you're going there for some reason, you want to be able to get the lay of the land yeah. before you get there. It's in the neighborhood of the Four Corners. Okay, so I mean, he's got that going. All for right, it. all right, yeah. And uh, speaking of things on the internet that you shouldn't believe, a UK woman who went viral for allegedly tattooing her boyfriend's name on her forehead admitted that it was all fake. Anna Stankovsky got 30 million views on her first TikTok where she revealed getting the forehead ink that says Kevin across her entire head. Anna is heavily tattooed otherwise, so it seemed to, didn't seem to be out of the realm of possibility that she might do something like this, though tattoo experts were skeptical because of the lack of raised skin or welting in the aftermath of the ink. Turns out they were right, and she posted another video showing her wiping the Kevin off of her forehead. Anna claims that she wasn't trying to raise her online status with the stun, saying that she wanted to discourage others from getting body graffiti that they might regret down the line. Of course, it might be too late for some commenters who asked aloud, what are they supposed to do now with their own Kevin tattoos? <laughs> you didn't do that, did you? Uh, no, no. You thought no. about it, though? Because you mean, saw 30 million views on TikTok about a Kevin tattoo on the forehead. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't know Kevin. You know, maybe yeah. I have to come up with somebody the, a little more <sighs> near and dear to my heart. But no, Kevin would not be on my Man. forehead. For I, sure. like, I like that she wasn't trying. Uh, oh, yes. No. Views, but got 30 million. I mean, it's usually kind of how it works, it's right? Almost a tenth of the country. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Hey, it's Gordon Deal, your personal HelloFresh holiday helper. Seriously, make your holiday festivities stand out with HelloFresh with over 45 scrumptious recipes that will impress at your party. This season, indulge in the joy of cooking made simple. HelloFresh delivers right to your door so it's convenient and saves time. And with the very specific step-by-step instructions from HelloFresh, it's easy for someone with zero kitchen skills like me to follow along. Make it the tastiest holiday season yet with HelloFresh. HelloFresh lets me ditch the store run. No stressing about running back and forth or worrying about forgetting something. Their farm-fresh and pre-portioned ingredients make cooking easy, fun, and affordable. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Gordon Free and use code Gordon Free for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash Gordon Free with the code Gordon Free. Unleash the tasty seasonal flavors from America's number one meal kit. Order HelloFresh today at HelloFresh.com slash Gordon Free. Thanks for spending time with us. Welcome into Tuesday. It feels like our fate often comes down to circumstance and coincidence. 
maybe even a bit of magic. But Richard Wiseman, psychology professor in the UK, tells the Wall Street Journal that we have more power than we think to make ourselves luckier. One tip, he says, conjure a positive, expansive outlook by creating a luck diary. Record a good thing that happened that day or something bad from the past that's not happening anymore. Since emotions are contagious, he says your good mood and sense of possibility can rub off on others. Next, try eating new food or rearranging your furniture. He says this way you're showing yourself that you're flexible. Unlucky people see just one way forward. Lucky people set a goal but stay open to various ways of getting there. Eight minutes now in front of the hour on this morning. Once again, here's Jennifer Koshenka. And now, the three big things you need to know. Number one. Public health officials say hospitals in Gaza City are in peril amid a fuel shortage that's rendered them inoperable as escalating combat between Israeli ground forces and militants approaches the facilities. President Biden says the hospitals must be protected. It's my hope and expectation that uh, there will be uh, less intrusive action relative to the hospital. Israeli troops reached at least one of the gates of Gaza's largest hospital, where Israel says Hamas conceals a major center of operations, while medical staff reported deteriorating conditions inside because of a lack of supplies and electricity and relentless gunfire outside. Number two. In an interview with the district attorney's office in Fulton County, Georgia, Jenna Ellis, a longtime aide to former President Trump, said Trump planned to refuse to leave the White House under any circumstances in the aftermath of the 2020 election. He said um, to me in a kind of excited tone, well, we don't care and we're not going to leave. Parts of Ellis's interview were obtained by ABC. The interviews have been conducted with Ellis and three other defendants who reached plea agreements in the Georgia election interference case against Trump and more than a dozen of his allies. Number three. Donald Trump Jr. took a breezy turn on the witness stand Monday to kick off the defense's case in the civil fraud trial, taking aim at former President Trump's New York business empire. Defense attorneys spent much of their time asking about the Trump organization's properties, and Trump Jr. took the opportunity to boast at length about the company's hotels, golf courses, and high-rises. Outside the courthouse, Trump Jr. addressed reporters. You'll hear from our other experts and witnesses and the banks and everyone. They'll totally back up our side of the story. I just don't know that any of that matters because, unfortunately, it doesn't feel like, you know, we're playing by the rules. We're playing by a one-sided system of justice. Trump Jr.'s testimony offered little to directly counter the claims at the heart of the case, accusing him, his father, and other co-defendants of committing business fraud. Every construction worker who ever accidentally left their tools at their work site now has something in common with NASA astronauts who lost a tool bag worth $100,000 during a spacewalk on November 1st. The white satchel, which can now be seen orbiting the Earth with a telescope or a good pair of binoculars, is hovering about 200 miles above the planet. The bag's expected to remain in orbit until about March, when it's expected to disintegrate in the atmosphere before it could fall on someone's head. Oh, man. Then you'll be doing reports of, like, things spotted in the night sky, right, hurtling a through tool space. Bag. <laughs> What a bunch of tools. Town in Sweden near the Arctic Circle has launched a campaign encouraging residents to start talking to each other. In a video posted on social networks, residents of Lulea with stern faces suddenly light up when they meet a passerby who simply says hi. Local schools are organizing screenings of the video since surveys have shown that people between ages 16 and 29 are reported increasing feelings of loneliness. The hope is that the campaign will strengthen social ties. With only three hours of sunshine, and an average temperature of 14 degrees in December, there are fewer opportunities for residents in Sweden to bump into one another on a daily basis. 
The organizer says modern urban lifestyle is to blame, adding we were better at socializing when we lived in villages. For Jennifer Koshenka and Mike Gavin, I'm Gordon Deal. Thanks for listening to This Morning, America's First News.